as far as uh, Danny V's role in, in bringing uh, him here, like I might have said in a previous episode, he's graduated from Rosé Gold to uh, La Consigliere, you know, <laughs> given his, his uh, business contacts uh, with the East Coast. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, uh, to another edition of your State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and in today's episode, we will be talking about last night's amazing win, first game of the 2023 season. We get the W, get three points away, and now we are looking forward to next weekend when we'll be able to host our first game at home against Charleston Battery. But let me go ahead and introduce my co-host for tonight. We got Sharon and Jared. First, let's go over to everyone else who, Sharon, <laughs> how's it going? Hey, thank you. Thank you for the intro. Thank you for everything. Um, all good. Everything is good. Uh, you know, still soggy. I think I'm growing web feet, but you know what? I'll take it if it gets us out of drought stage. Jared, how are you? Well, I can't really complain about the rain. I mean, I, I remember rain. It's, it's <laughs> been a while. I, I hear tell, uh, legends of it, but no, it, it's, it's a been a, been a great weekend of recording so far. I mean, the Central Valley getting the hat trick. Not only did you have Republic FC win, you had the Sacramento and Stockton Kings win. So you can't get much better than that. What would a blended light color be, you guys? You know, if they blended our, our old glory red with that King's brilliant purple with what color are the Stockton Kings? Are they still also the same, same colors? Yeah. Yep. So you would get like this beautiful fuchsia. I think if you blended those three colors or, you know, the two colors, you would get like this incredible fuchsia. Yeah. Yeah. Louise is showing us right now what color we might get. I think, I think we should go with a different color beam when both teams win or two separate beams. Honestly, why not copy something that makes us magnificent? Right. Louise, how are you? I'm doing good. I do agree with doing that. How cool would it be to have a beam coming from Heart Hill Park, right? And for us to, to see it, or it could be somewhere in the fairgrounds. But I mean, why not do it too, right? It's become a tradition in downtown and I'm all open for Psych Republic and Kings collaborating more. I, I keep saying that over and over, I think each year, like, hey, give us a like purple jersey too, right? Like, you know, let's let's honor them, especially this season, because the Kings have been doing really good. And I think it would be really great for us to have uh, some sort of collaboration, even if it's not with the jersey, but something else that, that would be really awesome. Hey, even just like a purple band on the sleeve or something, you know, just like a little just a little shot of purple somewhere, just some purple highlight. You know, that just kind of signifies, hey, we're in solidarity here in Sacramento. And then at the River Cats. You know, if they pull off something fabulous, yeah, you know, we'll have to dig around and <laughs> and see. You know, maybe maybe our jersey will have uh, the whatever the the mascots. You know, the three mascots. We'll have a quail. We'll have a quail. We'll have the lion. You know, and then we'll have um, dinger. Dinger. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The the cat for the river cats. That'd be kind of fun. Eh, we can dream. We can all do it off <laughs> on our own too. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't wait hopefully. for mascot day at Heart Health Park. That mascot day has got to be one of my oh, that's as goofy as they are when they bring the <laughs> quick quack ducks, when they bring the cows from uh Chick fil A and they bring Dinger and they, oh man, 
It's just, and the bear from the state fair, it's just hilarious. <laughs> I love mascot day. And then they play a game of soccer. Well, it's not really soccer. It's just kind of like goof off. It's, it's, it's way fun. Okay. I digress. Luis, where are we in the show? We've all said, hello, you're, you're getting the rain. We're getting the rain. Jared's dreaming about rain. Okay. <laughs> well, I think it's about time for you to give us your amazing intro. So Go ahead and let us know what's next, Aaron. And now, one of my favorite segments, Glosses of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some Glosses of Gratitude. Hey, and like usual, I'm just going to dig right in after that, after introducing our Glosses of Gratitude. So listen, I got to hand it to Sac Republic's front office and Kevin Nagel for hosting. I did not go, but I heard it was a blast. I heard it was packed. They hosted a watch party um, up the hill at the Brickyard. Uh, It apparently was fun. I saw Jane in a couple of the video clips and um, Morgan as well. I did not see Scott Walker in any of the the video clips, but it looked like it was great. I saw JJ, uh, the head of director of communications for Sac Republic. He was in one of the clips. It's just nice to know that they were able to pull off a watch party, moving it from outdoors to indoors, and they did a fabulous job. I just got to hand it to the Republic. I was jealous because I didn't want to necessarily drive. I thought it was going to be stormy, rainy, and I'm like, "Ah, I don't think I'm going to do back roads. But I'm just so happy for everybody who did go and enjoy that one. The other thing I'm uh, really grateful for is our chat group. And we have a new addition, John. We added John to the chat group. And it's been a lot of fun because he's pretty darn smart when it comes to soccer. Um, And to also have that chat group available when we went through our storm on Friday night when it was uh, supposedly really bad. Or was it Thursday night? I forget. And it's funny because we have a lot of the the single gals are like, we like to communicate because when the storms hit and the winds hit, you know, it's kind of like check in. And this is like a real safe group to do that with. And I remember Jared, the last time we went through this, Jared was that voice of uh, calm and and comfort (laughs) when we were all going through it. It was it was really, really sweet. You know, the other thing we haven't had a chance to talk since Tuesday when the team held an open training session. That was fun. And I got to hand it to Todd. Todd sat with myself, Rosa, Jane, and John. And, um, you know, there were a few others of us hanging around. What a really good time that was. And it was just lovely to hear coach kind of instructing and correcting um, some of the tactics and strategies as the guys were running through different drills and different um, paces because it's almost like they're they're doing a, a run-up, a walkthrough of, you know, how they want strategies to work on the field. It just was, it was lovely. It was great to see it. The players hung out for a little while afterwards and, you know, said hi. And I, I hope they do that again. That was really a hit with the few of us that showed up, but those of us who did, it was great. And lastly, God, I'm just so long-winded. Sorry about that. I think one of the beers I had tonight had coffee in it. And so I blame 18 grams because it was a collaboration with a coffee shop and Tilted Mash Brewery. Um, But I want to congratulate the city of Elk Grove for hosting a fabulous music event called the Blues Review, where they went through all the history of how the blues came about um, if you know from prohibition era all the way up to modern 
and with songs mi- mixed in after they gave the, sort of like a documentary. It was fabulous. It was great. So just congratulations, City of Elk Grove, Mick Martin, and Nan Man. So that's it. Jared, your Golazos of Gratitude. Definitely want to give a Golazos of Gratitude for uh, the weather that we've been having. I, I know back in Central Valley, it's been rather hellacious, especially with tornado warnings. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, give some of our clear skies over uh, the California. I mean, Lord, Lord knows they could use a little bit of sunshine here and there. But uh, also another uh, Golazos of Gratitude uh, would have to go to our uh, our other sports local sports teams. You know, the Sacramento Kings and Stockton Kings, you know, put putting the, the cherry on top, Republic FC winning one nothing. So it was a great day, and I appreciate our our Central Valley sports teams in, in this. And then also I appreciate, uh, how can I put it this way, appreciating how quickly the, the month of March is progressing because I know we've got our home opener this weekend, and in two weeks is I'll, I'll be there. So it's. Definitely cannot wait to see us get another win against San Diego on Saturday and then Kings beat the T-Wolves on Monday. So I'm just very, very grateful this month is progressing as fast as it has been. Luis, what about you? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, this month is just flying by, but now we have Sac Republic soccer and season has just started. So I'm all for that, right, to have some more games here. but. My first colossal gratitude actually goes out to you, Jared, because we'll be talking more about this later on, but you shared with us in our group chat that we have a link to the game on the Fox 40 site because a lot of us were having some issues with the app, and I know I was, like, panicking over that because I was like, I want to watch the game. I don't want to miss, you know, much of it, too, and this thing's not working and, and all that, and luckily you shared that. I saw that it was working, but then I ended up actually watching on ESPN Plus and getting the app again because I wanted to watch on TV and it was a little bit better, right? And I didn't want to watch on my phone (laughs) to actually properly see the game a little bit better. So, uh, but still shout out to you for sharing that link. So I was able to still see a little bit well ESPN Plus kicked in. Also, uh, Golasso gratitude out to the team for hosting that watch party. I hope they keep doing that every time we have an away game because... It's really great to still have fans gathering, even when you don't have home games, and to have some festivities. Maybe, I don't know if they're doing any, like, merchandise sales or, like, any other thing, right? Maybe some giveaway prizes as well, but all that is awesome. It only helps grow the fan base because you also have a thing to look forward to when we have away matches. So keep it going on, team. And if it was indoors, that's awesome too, Sharon. I wasn't aware of the fact that they actually shipped to indoors, but I'm glad they had a plan B and they were still able to do the event. And then one more actually goes out to the couple of Sac Republic fans who made the trip out to El Paso. I saw that. I don't know if you guys saw that when we scored the goal. There was probably like, I I counted like four or five. There may have been more, but unfortunately, I don't know their name, but Shout out to them for being there. And if anyone knows them, just you know, tell them that we're really thankful to see a presence of our fan base there. And we know that we have fans everywhere, right? And sometimes we don't see them all the time and we don't know them personally. But you know what? It's really awesome when you could see, you know, anyone supporting Sac Republic, wherever it is that we're playing at. So yeah, I did see the shot of the Republic FC fans over there in El Paso. I mean that that's just amazing to see. I mean, I know we have some fans here that will go to neighboring states or so, but it's always a treat, whether it's 
down down south in Texas, out east, uh, anywhere else in between, to see Republic FC fans taking the time and the effort to go to those far off places and support the club. I love seeing that. I mean, I mean, I do it too, but I I love to see others get into it in in different localities. So. I agree. I think it's great when people go, you know, and and go to the away games. However, and I'm going to give a shout out right now to William Lamb, because in (laughs) Oakland or even San Diego, if he goes to any one of those, or if he goes to Monterey, count on him to actually wear both jerseys or gear from both, because he is an all-inclusive kind of a guy. I just love that about him. And, you know, he's he's a diehard Sac Republic fan, but I'll tell you what, he loves all the all the squads. He really does. I just hope he doesn't like Phoenix. You know, come on. If he goes to a Phoenix match, I he can't. We're, that's a cut. No, no go. No go. No. no. And yeah. I think he was spotted with a Reno scarf at one point, though. <laughs> right i think oh, that's what i heard yeah reno scarf he wears oakland roots he wears monterey i mean he'll wherever he is he wears their kit you know i would have a hard time wearing a monterey kit in monterey oh you know who else does it taylor soros i've seen her wearing kits based on where her friends are working she's got a friend that's working for i don't know if it was austin or atlanta maybe both and next thing you know, she's wearing their kits on their home matches, even though it might be the same night as our home match. It's like, huh, okay, this is interesting. And she works for the club. She's a gem. I swear to God, she's a spitfire <laughs> and somebody you definitely want on your team. Um, but I think it's it's funny when somebody from the club will. But, you know, that's just the way of soccer. You get to wear whatever kit you want. Like Luis, you always wear Cruz Azul. You probably have other kits as well, right? Yeah, and now my only one rule, I always say this, only support one team in one league, but don't support two teams in the same league. I just can't oh. do that. But now if it's different leagues, that's fine. I think well, we, we should all support different different leagues. <laughs> William Lamb doesn't play by your rules. No, not at all. Nope. He, he was just at the Monterey game yesterday too, which, hey, William, you're going to get a freebie because Sacred Public was playing away, so... There you have it. That's, that's it. <laughs> this is going to be a challenge, though, for the USLW League, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point, Jared. You got me on that one. Yeah, so, so, that, be tough. So, so see, William, I got your counterpoint. So you're, you're taken care of, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. hey, you, you got me on that one, too. Yeah, and that's my exception, too. It's USLW, and, you know, the teams are coming in all at once, so... Luis it's likes tough. all three teams. He likes Academica, he likes Stockton, and he likes California Storm. So, but I'm kind of leaning California Storm, even though I like Leaf Nevis and I like, you know, Academ- say that again, Michael. Yeah. I like the ball, but I'm leaning towards Jamie. Sorry. Uh, my heart is right here. And Abby, come on, Abby. I know it's it's tough, but I'm leaning towards the 209 teams because I grew up here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a little biased there, but see, I'm in the middle too, right? Modesto's in the middle of Sherlock and Stockton. So it's kind of hard to figure out who do I go with to. They're both right there and they're both special to me. I mean, both are Ooh, great. I see cities. a new contest. I see a, a, a new contest, a, a side contest. You know, people have a side. Well, never mind. <laughs> I think we have a side contest with the women's clubs. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah. 
It, it's happening. Contest. I, yeah. You know who I pick as my person to help me out? Well, I don't know how much he's going to be watching the women's matches, but I want John Crawford on my team or Chrissy. They'll probably will pay attention if we get to pick somebody to help us out with our picks. Remember the one last year when we let somebody <laughs> else pick for us? <laughs> we need to yeah. bring that back. That needs to make a comeback. Maybe a couple Absolutely. of times. <laughs> More than once in the season, too. It'd be fun to have a designated picker and then just live with it. <laughs> so for all of our listeners, if you want to be that designated picker, like send us a message and be like, hey, can you pick me? Like, can one of you? And well. We'll probably pick you too. I mean, it's it's fun to. Did you yeah. pick Tina or Jared picked Tina? Who picked Tina as their designee? I picked Scott Bradford for mine. Okay, I, I, I picked think... Tina. If you didn't pick Tina, yeah, I didn't pick Tina. I had uh, Mike, and it was me. Oh. Yeah, I think well, you ended up yeah. winning on Tina's picks. Yeah, I think I did pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did. well, shout out to Tina too. Maybe that's why I ended up uh, winning the whole thing. So <laughs> thank you, Tina. <laughs> was... I don't think about it too. Uh, well, here's my idea for a name of that too. If we make it happen, well, since for the other one we have podcast winner dinner, how about this one? We could have it be the breakfast of champions. It'll be a breakfast instead of dinner that we'd get for what for the current year? No, for the women's. Yeah, for the USLW oh, for the women's. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Sorry. We'll do breakfast for that one too, and then you know, since we're doing dinner for the this other one, mm. you guys are okay. good with that. Yeah, yeah, and it's a quick season too, right? So I mean, we're gonna know who won that one before we know who wins the dinner. So it'll be interesting. Is it podcast breakfast of champions? Because we gotta have the word podcast in there. Yeah, podcast breakfast of champions. Okay, coming to y'all in May <laughs> when the season starts. Cool. Oh, yeah. Well. Okay. Um, Let's dive into this game. Uh, we won. Game. They lost. We, we got three points. We got a goal. It was Russell. It was great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oof, we're done. That We got three <laughs> points. That's all that mattered. <laughs> but interesting match too, right? I mean, we gave him game. We know it's never easy to uh, play at Apostle, despite Fuego trashing them last season. We know that just playing over there, it's something else, right? This is a, a really... Uh, great team and that's why the score was 1-0 right I mean they had opportunities as well Danny V was on point that's why he got his clean sheet and if we look at the stats it tells you that there were 12 shots for El Paso 10 shots for us they got three on target we got four on target we were more effective they did have more of the possession which I think was to be expected right since second half I think you know they were under pressure they had more opportunities but ultimately we ended up scoring in a really great time, right? For any team to get your first goal, to be up in the score mark, it's got to happen before the first half ends, right? Because you're only going to get them in that mode of like, hey, we're tied 0-0. We're going to get, you know, we're going to be tied, right? Heading into halftime. Second half could be a new game. Well, they were under pressure, right? And that's exactly what happened. But what do you guys think of overall of the match before we dive into the goal? So what was weird is the possession and it looks like it increased from yesterday when I Googled it. I still can't believe we only had 38% of the possession. It just didn't feel that way. And that's a concern. And that's going to be a concern for coach passes, um, passing accuracy and possession. There were a few times, I mean, the the goal was phenomenal. Let's face it. You know, that is that buildup, that was phenomenal. Sebastian's almost goal. I mean, there was a lot of great opportunities. It's like, do we even need to have the ball that much um, in order to score? And obviously, 
no, we really didn't need any more than 38% possession in order to win the match. However, we have to clean that up because typically the team with the most possession um, will win the match. So, so I'm not certain where the breakdown was, you know, were we, were we getting either picked off in our passing accuracy? Was it defender blindness? What, you know, what, what were some of the issues that you guys saw that I saw in, in the match as far as, I mean, we leaned on our defense a lot. Um, You know, I saw, I saw Jared was leaned on a lot. He had one bad miss that uh, almost where they almost scored a goal because he missed his tackle and then they got by him. Um, and that was actually, it was so funny. They said that it was Dami. I mean, the, the announcers on the, uh, for ESPN, the local announcers, because I only could watch ESPN plus they butchered our team. Mm-hmm. They had Douglas Martinez playing in the match. Um, when it was Connor Donovan, uh, it was just, Oh, it was so annoying. And you guys heard me whine <laughs> through my chat group. I was whining though, pretty much the whole entire game because I was so pissed off about Fox 40 not working right. And then finally they did. Oh, what a relief. But anywho, um, getting back to what did you guys think of our passing, our leaning too hard on our defense and on Danny? Was it too much? What were we missing? No, I think Danny had a good night out. I mean, he he saw uh, the few opportunities that El Paso had and was sure to pounce on them. Uh, some, of course, you know, going out of his reach. But no, I think the defense was uh, pretty well set. I mean, El Paso is always formidable against us. I mean, we've only won one time against them in existence prior to to last night. Uh, it definitely got a little physical towards uh, the second half. We were seeing a lot of downed uh, locomotives and a few downed. Uh, public FC, but looking at these stats, I mean, it definitely tells a story that we're obviously not afraid because we've got 16 fouls compared to El Paso six. So that tells you there was definitely some physicality being exhumed throughout the match. Yeah. But the ref was homering us. I mean, that was a, felt like a Homer situation. You know, the home team was favored a little bit of it, you know, some, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not a fan of that ref, right? I keep forgetting his name, but you guys are probably well familiar with that guy, right? He's definitely officiated plenty of our matches. And I just, I don't like his style personally, right? But I think I'm not too worried about possession-wise, right? Because like I was saying earlier, it was kind of to be expected, right? That in the second half, we'd be more so defending, right? That advantage, especially when you're playing away. And so I think that's where most of the possession went towards El Paso because they were the team that had to go up front, right? They're at home, season opener match. Their fans wanted to see a win and they were down. So I think that's what we saw more of our defenders in action. And, you know, we were required uh, to to be on that side more, but it was, it was a weird second half, right? I mean, we didn't have that many opportunities and, you know, it's, it ended up being good for us too, right? But, you know, I guess we'll see, you know, during the season, whenever we're down in the scoreline, how the team can react. But for this match, it was kind of tough to see that, right? Because luckily, our defense and Danny were on point, making sure that we got that W. So never easy yeah, playing I mean, away. Right? I, I felt that we leaned on our defense a little bit too much, you know, because typically we don't just sit back on our heels once we've scored a goal. You know, typically we continue to press and press. And, you know, we did see some action that way but I felt like 
our defenders worked so hard. It's almost like typically the defenders don't have to run, you know, they don't have to work as hard when everything else is working well, like the midfield and the strikers and we're pressing and, and having the game more on the other team's end. But I think this time those trackers are going to show that our, our defensive group are, we're working their tails off and they were going to have a higher rate of a higher work rate. It felt like they were going to have a higher work rate. I think we're still gelling. I think we're still getting used to Arnold and Sebastian. Um, I don't know if you guys saw there was one, I think it was one play when Arnold was injured, uh, not really injured, but he got, he got kicked and they had to bring Dami over to translate. So I don't know if some of the communication is working a hundred percent, you know, for everybody. So first game out, that we won, we let it go. We let it ride. I know coach is going to be, you know, they're going to be watching, reviewing this game more so than what we're doing, <laughs> of course. So <laughs> I look, I look forward to seeing the product on the field this coming Saturday against Charleston. Yeah. I'm seeing what kind of starting 11 we'll see in the next match too. So let's go ahead and actually take a look at the goal happened in the 42nd minute. Who else but Russell, who grabbed this brace last week, now grabs this other goal. So basically a hat trick between two matches of sorts. And, you know, he's the first guy to score the goal also in the league and makes us feel really good that whoever saw him, I'm not sure who it was. I My idea would be Danny V was the one who recommended them to take a look at him. But hats off to them because we have a guy who's like just responding game after game, making sure that, you know, he's noted one way or another. And the play was fantastic, right? You had Roro running off, giving a pass over to Jacker, who, as y'all remember, I said he was going to be the assist leader at the end of the season. And the guy's responding. He's like, here you go. Here's one for the season. Uh, Spots Russell. And Russell only has to kick it in, right? But he was right there in the position where he needs to be at. I mean, it was just all well timed out, right? And these things don't just happen just out of nowhere, right? This is practice, so. Yeah, they crashed the box perfectly. They crashed the box perfectly. Russell was in the perfect, they were all, it was It was great. The The positioning was great. Roro was there for any knockdown rebounds. You know, he was coming in a little bit late uh, off to the right, but we had Russell and um, Ben Arnold you know, we, we have, we have backups to the backups. And so this is, this is great. I just hope it continues. Yeah. Just watching this uh, roll out in real time uh, when I did, I mean, it was just, everything was set up beautifully. Roro took it, uh, took it deep into the zone, got it passed over to Jacker, lobs it across and Russell Cicerone uh, puts it in there. And I think as far as uh, Danny V's role in, in bringing uh, him here, like I might've said in the previous episode, He's graduated from Rosé Gold to uh, La Consigliere, yeah, given his his uh, business contacts uh, with the East Coast. That Cicerone ain't no minestrone. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic goal. I mean, plenty of passes going through. And you like to see those kinds of goals, right? Because how many times have we seen uh, opportunities missed because a player chooses not to pass, right? Or you do the wrong pass. You don't get the right man. And I don't know if you noticed it, Sharon, at the game last week, but there were a couple of times where Jack should have had the ball. He was way open. They weren't passing over to him. And you were like, come on, guys, you would have given them the pass. He would have been alone. He could have put a good cross. It could have been another assist like last night's school. And it didn't happen. 
But this time, Roro saw him. He was open. And they just got to spot him because we know Jack is a fast guy. He's right there. He's one to like put the run, make it happen. And that's what he did exactly in this goal, right? So so if you watch what El Paso did, they're um they were they were thinking Roro because Roro could shoot from out. He's deadly, you know, accurate. They had two guys that were thinking they were gonna have to mark Roe, which let Jack run free. If you look, there were two of their defenders were pulled to Roe because Roe is so so slick and so sly. Those two guys were almost ready to commit and they left Jack wide the freak open, which we don't want anybody else from the other team listening to this podcast. So <laughs> shut up, Charleston. Don't listen to this. Don't even think about marking Jack. Just don't, you know, just pretend to drop in and, you know, pick up Roe, pick up Arnold, pick up one of the other guys. Don't pick up Jack and let us just walk right into your attack, right into the attacking third. We'll just, and we'll, we'll give you trouble every single time. Yeah, plus, like I said, it, they rarely pass the ball to Jack. This is a rare instance. I mean, I just mentioned that last week he kept asking for it, and yeah. there were plenty of passes that he didn't get. So, yeah, why bother marking him, right? I mean, yeah, most of the time him. they're not going to pass it to him. Yeah, they're yeah. Just just don't just let us let us have let us have a moment. I just love the fact that he burned one, two, three defenders and the goalie, and then Russell just taps it in. I mean, it's just like. That's surgical. That yeah. was surgical. Boom, boom, boom. And the goalie. Yeah. That pass just got right in behind everybody because Jack has some, you know, he's got some wheels and, you know, he got around the corner. They weren't, they didn't, they didn't pick him up. It was lovely. It was lovely. And you know what? The opposite could have happened on the far side, you know, anytime with, with Dami as well. Although Dami doesn't necessarily always do get around the corner like Jack does. Um, Dami likes to, when he gets the ball, he likes to cut inside. Uh, if you've noticed, Dami doesn't always go to the outside and cross it in. He will, he can, but he usually cuts inside. So keep an eye on that. Let's see what he does at this, uh, this next game. See if you, if you notice how Dami, um, when he gets given the ball wide, he, he usually has a tendency to cut inside and then somebody will make an overlapping run to the outside around him that he'll give the ball to out there. Sometimes it's Rose, sometimes it's Keko. So, but Jack, they let him sit out there on the wing all by himself. They don't try to, you know, it's, it's different. So we'll see what happens this coming Saturday with the uh, overlaps and the runs and the give and goes. Now we also got to say like, we like Russell, right? He's a good goal scorer and whatnot too, but he deserves a major shout out, not just for his scoring abilities, but the guy fall back, falls back and defends well. I don't know if you guys saw him yesterday, but yeah, when he was needed, he fell all the way back, right? How many times have we seen a guy who's a goal scorer, like go all the way back and make sure that he helps his team out? And yeah. he goes up and beyond. He was really back there. And I was like, whoa, he's all the way back there. He's defending more than a defender, right? So right. Huge shout out to that. I mean, it's good to to have well, they, that hustle. They dropped they dropped him back underneath when they brought in Luther, and and so it would be natural for Russell to track back like that. You bring in Aziko and you bring in Luther, and that allows Russell, if he's still in the match, you know, even if he's not, it it allows him a little flexibility to be somewhere else. Um, but when you have a goal up, you're gonna do. As the goal scorer, you're going to like freaking want to protect the whole thing. And you never know if they rotated, you know, somebody else. Because you got to still have somebody like a Russell ready to go. And mm -hmm. when you drop somebody like that all the way back in the defense, you know, I've been kind of corrected from last season because I 
I was a little bit harsh on a, you know, a couple of players that wouldn't work back onto defense. And the answer was, we need them to not be in the defensive end because we need them ready to go for the attack. And so we don't want to have nobody around in the, you know, up top when we need them. So anyhow, that, that being said, I think they had a, a discussion. They must've had a discussion when Russell did work his way back. Cause we've seen Keko do the same thing. He'll work mm-hmm. his way all the way back on defense. We've seen Roro do it. Well, of course, Roro's plays in the midfield. So it's, it's just kind of an interesting thing. I, I can't wait to see what they do on Saturday. I want to see how, how they do their defending. Luis Felipe was phenomenal, you know, playing his role of spoiler and, you know, he's such a quiet, deadly assassin when he's working hard. You don't notice him working, but the thing you notice is the balls don't get past him very often, you know? And I have to give him a little bit of a shout out because I, I, I think he was pretty deadly last night. Yeah, good old Luis Felipe, right? That's why I wanted to keep him and we're happy that no one snatched him because he was one of those that I was like, he's going to get snatched back up. I don't know if it'll be San Jose or what, but yeah. And remember, he's got a he's got an Instagram for his dog Ted Frenchie. So if anybody oh, wants okay. to follow Luis Felipe's dog, <laughs> it's Ted Frenchie. <laughs> I mean, which I, he, have, which he I have an Instagram account for my my two cats now, which is so stupid, but they are so <laughs> adorable. It's like now I know why people create Instagram accounts for their animals. Mm-hmm. <sighs> of course. I- of course, I have to get into to it sometimes. Uh, once in a while, with with our dog Joe, how Aww. she photobombed me uh, taking a pic- picture of the Union Omaha banner I had gotten from a, a Discord server, and and of course, uh, one story that I tagged, uh, yeah, Carly and Pasha and the uh, the Italian cat lady yeah. says buongiorno. The cat sounds like buongiorno, and then the lady is like, wait, wait a second, hello. <laughs> oh. Cats are funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, I get what they were saying, Sharon, too. I mean, having players that are attackers, you do want them to stay in position and all that, too. So I think that's fair. But we do have to give them shout outs whenever they do decide to defend a little bit, too. Right. It's like, hey, cool, man. You had to make a pretty like good run to <laughs> to get back there, too. But also on our defenders, too. Like, hey, do your job, too. Don't let, <laughs> don't let this guy come down here all the time. Right. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do when you're uh up winning right uh, like you said Sharon to make sure that you secure that result and we want more players like that and we welcome all players that are gonna give that hustle and you know defend the jersey as if like they were born in Sacramento and Russell it seems like the guy is from Sacramento he feels the colors and you gotta really be happy about those players so oh, he's proud of the crest that's for sure so anyhow so there's that. And then, you know, we had uh, Danny Videolo make a point. Well, it wasn't really a point blank save. There was one save that he made where it was a very dangerous shot. It was a dangerous situation. We didn't close down the shooter. We were marking, passively marking um, their striker. And the shot got off. And I thought that, you know, it's like Dan, we even t- we were texting in the chat and we all wrote Danny Videolo for somebody wrote for president. Is that you, Jared? I forget. <laughs> Um, uh, no, I know that wasn't me. I'm not sure who it was, but maybe Mike or Don or somebody like that. It was kind of funny, but, um, he, what he, what he did was he made a difficult, uh, catch look easy and it wasn't 
because it was a rocket of a shot, but but Danny Videolo got it. So it might not have ended as a 1-0 win for us, that particular play. But yeah, and, and he's done those a couple of times, right, last season. A, a couple of really amazing ones. And you know what? It's just like, hey, man, I'm glad that there's goalkeepers like you because I, I don't know how goalkeepers do it. But as they say, right, they're a rare breed. So Yeah, so some of those shots were, I mean, reminiscent of his blocking from – Back in the Open Cup semifinal against Sporting KC, especially against Graham Zussi and, and the penalty kicks. I mean, that's if that was an indication of the greatness that uh, Danny Vitiolo possesses, I don't know what is. I'm just grateful to see that he's continuing on that tradition, even with the first uh, first game under the belt. Already starting with the clean sheet, taking that against a, a Charleston team that ended up tying with Phoenix Rising FC last night. So, you know, they're going to be hungry to get more three points. So we can't just succumb to them thinking that they're a lower seed. We still got to go full on 100% against Charleston. I don't care who it is we're playing against, whether it be Charleston, Las Vegas, uh, Oakland, Maybe one of the other Eastern Conference teams. We've got to go full tilt, one hundred percent. You know, if we if we want to get back to the playoffs again for a second year in a row. Yeah, that's true. Not take anything for granted. We know we didn't qualify for playoffs right the season before last, so we got to make sure that we get all the points we can. And like I always stress it, right? Get as much points as possible away because if you're good at home, all you need is just you know, just a few couple of wins away and you're good, right? You're solid to make it to playoffs. So it's even more awesome when you can uh, have a good start, especially away. Well, one last thing I do want to say too, because I thought it was really awesome that coach did this, but towards the end of the game, he subbed in uh, Aldair Sanchez. And if any of you aren't aware of, he is one of the open tryouts that, was invited, right? There were two open tryout candidates that were invited. They played in preseason and whatnot. But the fact that you're giving this guy an opportunity to play when even just like two months ago, he was unsigned for any club. And I looked up some of his previous clubs he's been with, and he hasn't really been with much teams, right? I mean, he's 20 years old, and he played with Timbers 2 back in 2019, only two games. And then uh, two years ago in 2021, he played with PDX FC, which is now, I believe, in USL League 2. They're based out of Portland. And he only played one game for them. So he had been without a team for two years. And just a shout out also to the team for doing open tryouts and giving anyone out there an opportunity to play at the professional level, regardless of whether you have a team now or if you've played recently. That's awesome. And it was really great to see him out on the pitch and you know, I'm looking forward to him getting more opportunities in the season and even more players in the area getting motivated to go to the open tryouts and, you know, have a chance to play professional soccer really within a month of being uh, in those camps. Yeah, it was good to see him get subbed in. He's the number 40 in case anybody's uh, looking for what number he is. He's number 40. And it was good to see him, you know, and I, I thought he contributed just for the few minutes that he was on. It looked like he contributed. So, yeah. So th that was that too. And around the USL, the team that will be playing next Saturday, Charleston battery at 7 30 PM, they actually tied one, one against Phoenix yesterday. So 
they're going to be coming off uh, with just a tie. Uh, and then as far as other teams here in the area, Oakland Roots lost away to San Antonio 3-1. And Monterey Bay actually beat Hartford Athletic 5-3. Those were the teams that are around here with us too. So there you have it. Mixed results for our Bay Area neighbors. San Diego yeah. Royal beat Detroit City 1-0, and we see them in two weeks. So not this coming week, but on the 25th. Yep. So. Mm, yeah, they're coming off a 1-0 win, too, at home. So yeah, it'll be a tough one. Yeah, today's games aside, uh, it seemed like a lot of the Eastern Conference uh, didn't really have a whole lot of success. I just noticed a, uh, a whole slew of draws uh, for the Eastern Conference clubs. But, of course, once again, this is where even with this first round, East is playing West. I mean, just like uh, we'll be doing next week uh, with uh, Charleston coming into town. But, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, if the Eastern Conference may be getting back to its tough roots, uh, as was the previous uh, trend a few years ago. Well, we'll see, because I know the Western Conference was pretty competitive as well. We'll see how, how this upcoming week goes in the league. Yeah, I mean, there's better teams coming through in the West, right? No doubt about it. And it's nice to see that, right? Because we do have a long history, I think, of having successful clubs over here in the West, right? And we could look at the MLS as an example. So, you know what? It's finally translating to the USL too, right? So glad to, to see that because we want the USL Cup to stay in the West and ideally stay in SAC, of course, right? So. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and look at our podcast winner dinner competition because I know Sharon really wants to go over <laughs> uh, how the situation is looking like after this first week of games. And Sharon actually ended up getting two points. She guessed that Russell would be scoring first. And I don't know why I, neither Jared or I actually guessed that. I think that was the obvious one, but maybe we were like, eh, it's too obvious. Maybe he's not going to score. Uh, and then also Sharon said that Sac Republic would be getting the first yellow card. And we sure did. And that was actually uh, by Shane Wheat, which I actually guessed as being the leader of yellow cards at the end of the season. So, hey, I'm starting off in the right track. I know it's bad, right? It's a yellow card. None of us actually probably want to win that because we'd ideally want to have a clean sheet of yellow cards as well. But <laughs> but at least I'm just, why not feel like I got a point when... Neither Jared or I got a point at all. So congrats, Sharon. You're the champion of the first week. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, and I did gloat on the a little bit on our little chat where I said something. I got my two points. I'm going to get in the car and go home. Well, I was already home. <laughs> um, so now that that's uh, over with, too, we're going to look at second week again, playing against Charleston Battery. So Sharon, you want to go through final score, scoring first, backup score, and also the first yellow card? Didn't I go first last time and saying who I wanted? I think okay. you did, yeah. Well, actually, we could switch it up too. Jared, you want to go first? Or should I go first? <laughs> yeah, I think I can go first. Uh, All right. I'm going to say Republic FC 3-1. And then That's what and I first... have. Did you read my notepad? Oh. I have 3-1 as well. You're so cute. I love it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. As far as first goal scorer, I'm I'm gonna say Russell. Yeah. You know, make that the, the two, man, please. I'll take a double. The man's probably gonna make me eat the, all the all the gelato in Arizona if he keeps on scoring at this rate. <laughs> and then, then your backup if Russell happens to not see the pitch. If he doesn't get it, 
You know, I'm going to roll the dice and then say Jared Timmer. Okay. You just like the name. I love you. That's so funny. Who's going to get the first yellow card? Us or Charleston? I'm going to say they're going to give, give us the first yellow. All right. We are almost in lockstep, except for my person. Uh, if Russell doesn't play, my person for the is uh, Sebastian. So you and I are identical. Except for that part. <laughs> yep. So, Luis, what are you? Well, I'm going to say something different, so we're not all on the same track. I'm going to say SRFC gets the win 2-0. Another clean sheet for Danny V. Second in a row. Awesome stuff, right? He could probably be candidate for a Golden Glove, not for Sack. Would be nice, right? He's already yeah. had that before. Uh, first goal scorer. I might be regretting it again, but I'm not going to go Russell this time. But... <laughs> Hey, if he proves me wrong, great. But I actually think Roro gets the first goal in this one. But as a backup here, I do actually have to go with Russell. Because, in case Roro doesn't see the field. Okay. Yeah, which I, I hope, you know, that doesn't happen because we all want to see Roro, of course, especially in the home opener. Right. And then for first yellow, I am actually going to go with Charleston. So here's how one. this is going to go down. Charleston's going to get a yellow card and it's going to be a PK and they're going to let Roro take it. That's how Roro is going to score first. All right. Yeah. That's how it's going to roll. And I'll get two points in a matter of what, like two minutes, maybe? That'll be it. <laughs> and I'll be that's caught up that... to you. <laughs> Can you imagine if that does come true? Because that's, you know, because Roro right now is doing a lot of setup of goals, you know, unless he's going to poach, you know, from out outside. Roro is doing a lot of the goal setting up. And, and that's what we love about him. That's why I picked him as the assist leader the squad but you're going to be jacker and keko are also solid picks for assist leaders um but i will say if you if if it comes true the minute you said roro it's like it's got to be on a pk and then i figured he's going to pick charleston to get the yellow first yellow card so if that happens man i gotta go to vegas (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all heard it here on the show that happens Sharon's booking a trip to Vegas. Maybe when we play against lights, right? Maybe. <laughs> which which I'm which I'm still trying to plan myself, but for freaking Las Vegas haven't made their tickets available yet. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they need to make that happen soon so you can actually uh make it out there. Hey, who knows? Maybe some of us might be able to actually go catch uh, a game there for the first time. Yeah, they need to hurry up with that XFL season so they can yeah, kick them off kick them off Cashman Field. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I love this. Okay. Well, that pretty much almost all wraps it up, except for the USL Unsolved Mysteries. Cue the music. Well, not that music. From March through November, every single match is 90 minutes long at minimum. Each match full of pride, emotion, torment, power, and joy, but also full of mystery. Join us as we uncover some of these USL unsolved mysteries. Well, with the first week in the in the bag, of course there was going to be issues with uh, some broadcasting. We know we saw it uh, the first time around last year when Fox Forty was uh, kicking the tires, trying everything out. Did the first broadcast work according to plan? Of course not. This week. Sadly, it was a repeat of the same thing, but slightly different. Uh, those of you that had tried to access uh, Fox 40 website uh, by way of 
multiple browsers, uh, whether it be desktop-based or mobile-based, were coming across an error that uh, the site was not accessible. But what was really odd is myself here in Arizona, uh, just uh, just uh, next door to Phoenix, I still had the bookmark for the live matches uh, from, from last season by way of foxworry.com. And whatever happens is anytime I go into the browser, that's the first thing it wants to load up. So I decided to get that site loaded up yesterday. And of course, there was a little bit of delay since it's a particular browser, but ultimately it popped up and I was able to watch the, the match uh, from uh, start to finish. But yet so many uh, couldn't in the Central Valley. So that just really left a lot of questions for me. Uh, but once uh, Sharon had uh, posted results from I believe it was Firefox that you were using, right? So ultimately, it uh, pointed out to a potential certificate issue. Uh, but yeah, those of you in, in the uh, tech field know that uh, basically it wanted to try a non-secure connection, even though it's supposed to be secure. But uh, ultimately, in, in layman's terms, for some reason, there might have been a change that Fox 40 might have had done on the back end that kind of foobarred things a little bit. But ultimately, once they got that screenshot, uh, they did let me know that they were working on the issue. And shortly thereafter, it got fixed. But uh, there were some other options that were uh, missed as well, apparently. The uh, Fox 40 did, did not have, uh, website did not have the banner. Usually, when it's time for the match, uh, the app and even the website will have a, uh, a direct banner link at the very top where you can hyperlink straight to the, uh, the broadcast. Uh, apparently this was not present. In fact, even I tried on the app here and once it hit, uh, 7:30 Arizona time, 6:30 uh, California time, there was no feed for the match whatsoever. So that's why I ended up going to my Xbox and pulling up the website in that way. And thankfully that worked, even though the others, which I tried as well, did not. So I'm hoping it, that this is the last of the, uh, the hiccups for the broadcasting, but I know more than likely it may not be, but it's just odd how something this big where you're having to do 32, 34 different uh, presentations that you don't have a run through, you know, just to make sure that everything works or if something is at fault that can be taken care of uh, in a prompt manner. But then again, I'm not... Uh, full on tier three you know, tier support for some of these things so maybe there's something i'm missing yeah i agree and i was really disappointed with fox 40 because last season at least i didn't have a bad experience necessarily because you could see that banner on the app and you could even play in spanish as well which i thought was really awesome to have the option on the app itself too so I don't know what was going on, but I hope that the team has a good talk with them and they get any issue fixed because it hurts us, not just us, right, who are trying to watch the game anywhere, especially if you don't have ESPN Plus available. But for any future fans who want to watch the team, you can't have any technical issues, right? I mean, they're trying to catch the team. We're trying to grow the fan base year by year. You got to make sure you get your uh, you know, situation fixed like ASAP. And like you said, Jared, this should have probably been something they should have tested out, right? One way or another, maybe during the preseason game, just have one camera out and, you know, actually like broadcast the match with no commentators, but have it there just as a little test run for the beginning of the season. So, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, I guess, you know, we had ESPN Plus at least there, but, 
you know, I'm sure the team won't like that too, right? Because the team had advertised it's on the app as well, right? In addition to watching it on Antenna TV. So, you know what makes the team look bad if they're not doing their part? I will say, like I said earlier in the broadcast, I was whining on our chat group the whole entire time. And yeah, because I, I just cannot stand the announcers from the <laughs> at the visiting teams. Uh, not our when we what am I trying to say? The non-republic, the non-republic FC announcers. Thank you so much. You know, there's only a couple of them that are quality, but last night was so pathetic <laughs> to to call Connor Donovan Douglas Martinez. I'm sorry. It just killed me. And then to call Dami um Jared Timmer and to call Jared Timmer Dami. It's like, oh, come on, guys, get it together. Yeah, thank, thankfully, because the Fox 40 side was working for me, at least at least this way I get, get to hear you know, Rob McAllister and Adam Moffat. And, of course, uh, the joke about Adam Moffat uh, being told, you speak very excellent English. Oh, that, right. that, that, that he mentioned during the, uh, the broadcast. Oh, God, I wish I could have heard that. And I was so desperate. It was like, okay. I got to figure out what radio station our announcers are on. And I was like <laughs> pawing through my freaking phone to try to figure it out. And then by that time, Fox 40 finally came through. But I was like so desperate. I wasn't able to watch the game intently because I couldn't. Oh, it was just it was bad. So let's just hope next time we don't have another Unsolved Mysteries, you know, <laughs> situation. Boy, the only reason why I missed the my 58 was because I was able to DVR the games and, you know, I could if I couldn't watch it live. But the even the away games, they were still on regular television and I could stream that channel even if I wasn't home. I mean, I could still watch it on my phone because I have direct TV and you can stream the channels that you you get locally. So at any rate. I kind of missed my 58 because it just didn't fail the way that Fox 40 failed, has failed. But, well, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> first first world problems. <laughs> well, it is part of um, a new realm when it comes to USL championship. There's a lot of clubs that are doing both local uh, streaming as well as with uh, ESPN Plus. Uh, for example, here in Phoenix, uh, AZ Family, which is three TV and CBS five uh, combined, uh, they had taken over Channel forty four point one here to make it a Arizona Family uh, Sports and Entertainment Network, which is yeah, they have dedicated. They advertise left and right. Oh, watch Phoenix Rising, uh, all the matches on AZ FSEN. But uh, there's also a trick for it because for, for some of us uh, cord cutters, uh, we have to rely on on over the air antennas. What's odd is prior to the changeover on March 1st, channel was coming in perfectly fine and everything like that. And then once they flip the switch, suddenly can't get them. But I did find out a hack as far as still getting that channel. So there's a local app called Local BTV, which they have nationwide where you can pick up local low power television stations. And voila, 44.1 is, is one that's on that app. Now you can also use the AZ Family app as well. That's what the, what they're doing locally with Sacramento with the uh, Fox Forty partnership. But it's uh, definitely giving an alternative to uh, ESPN Plus, where 
ESPN Plus is pretty much being treated like a premium because you have uh, the ability to watch league-wide and then also the on-demand uh, replays, which I would love if Fox 40 did as well, but I'm sure it means a major investment in servers and software having everything set up to record those matches. I'm sure it would be a pretty sizable investment for them. Aren't, aren't we supposed to, isn't YouTube, aren't we going back to the days of having um, the matches loaded on our YouTube channel? Didn't, didn't, didn't USL um, mention that they're re- returning to the YouTube platform for loading matches, the local, isn't that? Uh, that I had heard so, some touts about matches being carried. I'm not sure if they're talking about perhaps uh, USL League uh, uh, one matches oh, that they might I be carrying. Right. It could be that. You know what? You you're correct. I don't think it was a uh, USLC. I think it was a uh, one and two. I think you and I had uh, I had gotten excited and you reminded me that it was. I think it was League one and two that are going to be yeah loaded. yeah never yeah mind. because because ultimately what they did is they consolidated each individual league one's YouTube channel. They just crammed them into one. Okay. Ah, all right. A few like seasons ago, international viewers got to see it on YouTube. And if you weren't international, you couldn't see it. But if you had a VPN, you could actually bypass that and watch the games on YouTube still here. I don't know if that's changed, Jared, if you've heard anything, but anyone international could still be on YouTube. That was the way of the league to be able to you know, showcase itself in other countries. Yeah, because because it's basically uh, predominantly uh, throughout Europe and in other uh, uh, continents as well as far as uh, YouTube International Channel. I think for Canada, it would still be through ESPN. I'm not sure, but you know, once again, if you've got a VPN, I mean, you can certainly pull up, try to pull up that uh, channel. Which I got one. I'm gonna do my research. I'm gonna see if it works, and I'll let you guys know next week if if it works. And if it does, then. It's much better just to invest in a VPN. It's really cheap. And you're able to actually watch games on YouTube, which is so convenient, I'm sure, right? <laughs> My virus protection software, Norton, gives me free VPN. Ooh, there you go. Well, I'll let you guys know, and I'll mention it here next week, too, if it works. And if it doesn't, then uh, I guess we'll have to deal with these issues or keep paying the mouse each month to get ESPN Plus and not have to worry. <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's only uh, at minimum one year left of the mouse. So this is the final year. Yeah, that's true. But then next year, who knows where we'll end up because uh, Apple TV isn't all that great either. Right, Sharon? $80 a, a year for MLS? $80 a year, but then I find out that a lot of the games are free. So oh. I didn't even need to pay for the games that I would normally watch because I would normally always watch San Jose, you know, because I like to keep up with the, you know, Tommy Thompson and what he's up to and Espinoza and you know, I like to watch Betty, uh, our old trainer. I like to watch when she makes an appearance on the field. That's Betty. She's running. <laughs> <laughs> I know her. Yeah, no, it's great. Oh, shout out to her. Hopefully we'll, we get a chance to have her on the show sometime and all that. I, I think one point she told me she's a bit shy and I understand all that too. But hey, if she ever decides to hop on, then we'd be more than happy to have her. Even if she just, you know, hops on quick couple of minutes just to say hi to everyone that would be really awesome but we'll see yeah cool all right well that about wraps things up for today thanks Jared, for bringing that up here and hopefully someone on the team takes note of that so any last final parting words here before we say good night and look forward to next 
Saturday? Hey, who's going to the game? It's the home opener. It looks like it's going to be a dry day. Let's go, Republic. Let us know if you're going. It'd be a good excuse to, to drag uh, St. Patrick's Day to a two-day weekend, right? <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, the, the season is finally coming home, opening up a brand-new season at, at uh, Hard Health Park. I'm, I've, I've been to the St. Patrick's Day opener, so I know it's going to be madness you know, for that match this coming Saturday. Definitely a show up in, in numbers, folks. Yeah, and everyone get your tickets early. I don't know how the situation will be like if you wait till an uh, actual day of game. So just let's get the show on the road too. I believe that they are going to be having fireworks at the end of the game. You guys could correct me if you haven't heard of that, but I think I saw somewhere that they are going to have fireworks, which I was a bit surprised, but hey, awesome. Let's get the fireworks early and especially in the first game of the season too, right? So Shout out to the team, but we'll see. But I am almost pretty confident that I saw it somewhere on the team site when they were talking about the home opener, getting tickets for that game, and promising us some fireworks. And I was a bit shocked, but really happy to see that. So, and if that isn't the case, then I'm sorry, everyone. We'll get fireworks sometime, but I'm almost sure. Throw on one last item, um, especially since uh, recent news. Uh, we do want to uh, give a. Uh moment of appreciation for a uh, Tower Bridge Battalion member, uh, uh, long loved, uh, had uh, recently passed on, uh, Craig Jones. Definitely, I want to give big uh, hugs and condolences uh, for the family, but uh, we're we're thinking of you. We got you in our hearts, Craig. Yeah, that was a very unexpected situation, and I know a lot of people are shocked and in mourning how quickly he passed. Yeah, we're definitely sending our condolences to his family, and Hopefully the team, you know, if anyone on the team is listening, it'd be really great for them to do a minute of silence before the next game, right? Which I know they're on top of these things. I know that they do that. We saw it with Crash as well. So hopefully the team can can do something there because, you know, you got to appreciate all those fans that have been there since day one. And he was definitely one of them being in Tower Bridge as well. And I know you said, Jared, you knew him really well, right, from... The days when Tower Bridge formed and all that. So hopefully the team can honor him. Well, everyone, have a great night or morning whenever you might be listening to this. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Hear the music and don't forget to follow our socials. For Russell to track back like that, when you bring in a Ruther, a Ruther, <laughs> a, a Luther, that's Russell and Luther had a baby and it's Ruther. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jared. <laughs> what did you just say? I was mouthing, no mames. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gave us some good, some good post, uh, you know, uh, ending okay. audio. Right. So you and I are identical. Except for that part. <laughs> yep. Well, wow. and other parts, but whatever. <laughs> the obvious parts. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, lady! <laughs> SOTR after dark. Oh, no. M- more material for post credits. All right. This is awesome. <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs>